1962, President Kennedy signed into law under a joint act of Congress uh, designating May 15th as Peace Officers Memorial Day. That's a lot of names. That's a lot of names on that board. 22,000 officers killed in the line of duty. Welcome to Three Cops Talk. On this podcast, three active duty police officers discuss behind the scenes stories and real life accounts of what it's like to be a cop. Every episode, you'll get an inside look at the challenges and dangers they face on a daily basis, as well as the triumphs and inspirational moments that make it all worth it. If you want to understand more about the men and women who put their lives on the line for us every day, then this is the show for you. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. In dedication to the service and memory of slain Chicago police officer Ariana Preston, Scott and I discuss the origins and observations of Police Week, as well as the National Law Enforcement Memorial and Ceremony in Washington, D.C. If you have any ideas or topics for the show, please reach out to us at 3CopsTalk at gmail.com. That's the number 3CopsTalk at gmail.com. If you'd like to reach us through social media, our details are in the show notes. The views and opinions expressed in this episode belong solely to the hosts and do not represent the views of any professional organization. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, it's good to be back, folks. This is Sean. Scooter's with us as well. Big Sergeant Scott. You heard him. The thrifty Norwegian. Yeah. I thought that was going to go like a uh, Harry Carey vibe there for a second. I don't know what the big deal about Cracker Jack is. Did you ever go and buy a pack of Cracker Jack thinking you're going to get a prize and buy no prize? For those that appreciate the Cubs and Harry Carey, I mean. Yeah, you know, we made it for a little trip back to Chicago. The fan went back. Uh, You know, four-fifths of the family ended up going back to Chicago for a trip for my brother-in-law. Mike, uh, congratulations on your wedding, buddy. Congrats. Great great ceremony. We got to traverse the entire city for the wedding. So this wedding was on the south side in an old traditional Church uh, near your old stomping ground, Scooter, at Oak Lawn. It was in Mount Greenwood. It was good Pretty times. Close. You know? Anybody outside of the Chicago area listening to this, these are all just suburbs of Chicago that mean something to people from that area. But uh, just give me then we had to go way north to go to a uh, location in Carpentersville. It's a hike. Really odd. There's not a lot. Of, it didn't seem like there was a lot of carpenters up there. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know why no. I got the name, but really nice ceremony, good things like that. But I saw some folks in the old agency. I was talking to them, and you forget about some of the words that we use mm-hmm. versus the words that I'm using now in my new location here in the South. And uh, I'll just be talking because, you know, you, you do the work for a while, Scott. You know what I'm talking about. We just use terms with each other. Right. We, we, you know I mean, I mean? we joke like, about how much of it came out of just like the different and the different kinds of work that you do and like slang and things that you pick up along the way. And then yeah, like language like and culture. Making fun of things. each other. Yeah. yeah just right. all that good stuff. And even in agencies as small as ours was when you can spare like size wise, it's, it's big, but small at the same time. You know, 160 something guys that we worked at. And like if you were in SWAT, you had certain terms and they were all like. Stolen from the special ops community. Oh, yeah. Like I was an operator. Right. I was actually, no, I wasn't. I was actually a SWAT police officer, SWAT certified police officer. Right. Um, but I was an operator. Operator sounds you know, cool. Like, you know, when I breached that door, you know, I pie it. And then, you know, oh, yeah. you know sectors of fire, you know, all these terms. There are other guys like regular cops are like, yeah, I'm just out here by myself and I have to shoot at somebody. I just shoot at him, <laughs> hoping I'll get to shoot back. Like, you know, you didn't cut that angle of degree, you know, the offset and all these other things and people like that. And like drug culture to me was like the best because oh, yeah. it was like the best slang. Uh, you were, you were like literally had to become almost, so, even though some officers do become intimate with the people that they're pursuing um, in drug cases, like the drug world exposed me to words that I was like, I loved. And like you would listen to overhears and you listen to these people talk to you, you'd sit in and they'd kind of like get comfortable with you as opposed to when you were just doing street work or SWAT work. 
the terms they use. My my favorite one was always, man, I do was pimping me, pimping me out, like pimping, <laughs> pimping. And, I, and we just used to go, why are you pimping me on this? Like we and we would use those terms like so much of the so that I use them with my sons, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that, that was a pimpy move, Dad. I'm like, I'm so proud. Yeah, of you look at God, he's come so far <laughs> using such adversarial <laughs> slang <laughs> situations. Well, and those phone calls that you'd have talking to people on the phone, where you you know. Know, living a different lifestyle than we were, but you still got to be able to yeah, talk to right. people. Like that's that's probably right. one of the biggest Absolutely. problems with our job. We talk about all the time is just being able to communicate with people. And you're not it's not be, being derogatory or anything like that. It's just using terminology that comes with the culture. And, and I'm I do it too. And you know, Chrissy would be like, "What what are you talking about? Who is that person that you're talking to on the phone?" Right, clock right. in the morning about some dope deal or something, and she's like, "Yeah, you, you were, but you were always very educational on that level. You were a communicator <laughs> like no other man. You were a man of the people on that sort. You were like, like if I could equate you to anybody, another Chicago icon is you were like the father flager of the drug detectives. Like you could reach father communities flag. despite your race, no matter what. Right, I knew no boundaries. There's no boundaries. And he would take the nuggets of the conversation. Like one of them, one time, we just kept this phrase forever was. He's like, why do you get a hold of this guy? He's trying to do a deal to Target. And she's like, man, his phone's up on bullshit. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my God. That's my new thing to say. Like, right. Like, and now, like, whenever you call somebody, they don't ask you, man, your phone's on bullshit. Your phone's on man. bullshit. Get your phone off bullshit. <laughs> right. There was one guy I had one time that he was Slavic in nature. You know, we, we tease people about that. And, like, we're listening to the conversation. He's talking to, so to speak, his, his I guess his mom it was. We couldn't really tell. Yeah. yeah. I could neither confirm or deny that it was, but based upon what he said, like he's just like <laughs> Jones transmission, mom. And we were like, like, Oh, I guess he's talking to his oh, mother about that a car. Ca- I guess that you know, doesn't translate like, whatever language. So every he time we were talking to the guy, we do that gobbledygook speak to each other and we'd say, Jones transmission, mom. And we're just like, We're somewhere wrong with your car. And we would use terms and things like that. When I got to my new agency and I would like Particularly the pimp word, I would whip out. I go, man, they're pimping you on that. That's crazy, dude. That dude just pimped you. Right. And she's like, what do you what, right. what do you mean by that? And it's a big part of what we do, language and culture. Yeah. What we're and, required and to you understand. You say something funny like that. Sometimes it's not your normal, you know, vernacular. Biggest word I know, by the way, vernacular. And right. like people, like people on the street, would almost kind of like laugh and be like, oh man, let's this guy, listen to this guy, listen right. to this right. officer. Right. Throwing out some slang out there, trying to sound all all cool and street, you know. But it was, yeah, it was always sometimes funny. it's let's just be straight. If you didn't speak to people the way that they're used to being spoken to, you were like literally wasting time. And people are like, oh man, you were kind of hard with that guy. Man, you were a little profane. You were this. That's unprofessional. I go, but I understand. Like I'm talking to this guy in a way that he completely can't understand. I'm detaining this guy longer than I need to simply because I have to remain professional, which is. The utmost, I right, get it. But right. in some ways, it's language and culture. I'd have to understand this. And that was one of the things that's been a knock on white privilege and everything else to understand that. So it's it's really wild, like how words have meanings. They do. They say words have meanings. Mm-hmm. Certain words can change everything. One of the words that I always found to be kind of unique, Scott, was pretty pretty good word. I always like throwing robot on words. <laughs> Here we go. That's robot. Like, anything. Right, right. Because when you add the word robot to any phrase- right. It just changes the whole dynamic and it really gets like it makes, it, you pause like uh, come with me if you want to live. Just some common ones. Right. Just like just think about this, right. like robot, robot fish fry. <laughs> I was a Catholic. Fish fries were great. Now you throw a robot. Yeah, in imagine there, like, seeing that on the sh- sign out front. Wake up. Time to die. How, how does that just one word? Robot fish fry. Or, robot pipe you know, cleaner. Robot, 
Robot pipe cleaner. Like robot like, pipe What does that like, even mean? What is that? Dude, wait a minute. Is that like, how do you, like, do you hyphenate that when you're, you're referring to that in a legal <laughs> is it, document? Is it in, is it in quotes? Is it, how is it presented? <laughs> My college band, we weren't getting any traction with anybody. We were, we were like at the Peshwood cover band, Peshwood. but like we were like, nobody's listening to us. Right. So we like, we, we had to we had jazz it up. And I was like, robot, robot sex towel was, yeah, we started, we doubled our merch, everything. It was Double crazy. It was, we were playing halls now. Right. We're, we're getting out of like, we're getting out of VFW places. Yeah, no more Those Moose Lodge great, or, yeah, no, right. no. So you're actually stepping on. into like park district facilities, something a little bit bigger. That being said, one of the things we're talking about today is uh, Police Memorial Week, and we talked about language and culture and things like that. In our language and culture, this is a big week for us. Talk about language and culture and things that we, you know, change the dynamic of something. You say a person's name, like we're often reminded of out on the street when we're dealing with people that think we're these oppressors or racist or whatever we are as police officers, even no matter what your skin color is, you put on a badge, uh, you're that. And they say to us all the time, say their name, say their name. Like all of us had something to do with this misfortune or even our profession didn't have anything to do with that. And I thought about something terrible, horrible that has happened most recently in Chicago. Yet again, a young female officer was gunned down um, by the name of Ariana Preston, 24 years old, ideal police officer that the world tells us they're looking for in our profession. Like female, black, of the neighborhoods from which she came is where she met her demise, you know, that kind of a situation, continuing to serve her community, college educated in good colleges. I mean, straight up notoriously good colleges, Loyola and getting her master's and things like that. It's just, this is the ideal police officer. And if you were to say her name any other way, just her name, people would be saddened by that and prolongedly saddened by that, uh, you know, as they should be. But you throw the word officer in front of it. And one of the things I noticed, and I'm not trying to be a crybaby here, is that this story came and went pretty quickly. There are a lot of good people working on that case. There are a lot of people that were surrounded by that girl, her family, everything else. And this is going by the wayside because there's an officer in front of her name. She's a young black life that should have mattered that I don't see anybody from that side stepping up and saying- vicious attack on her. A vicious, barbaric attack by people of her own race. I mean, after a, a crime spree throughout that city for money for a barbecue, executed gangland style. Coming home from her shift. It's unimaginable. And it's just only sad that we have to take a moment like this to kind of point these things out to people, why language, culture, things matter, and sincerity of these things. So, you know, Scott and I were like, you know what? Let's open with this. Let's open with some of these things. We use comedy a lot of time to deal with pain. Scott and I are probably the two biggest users of comedy to get through painful things of people that I've ever met, military, whatever. He and I have known each other for years. We joke about things because it helps us cope with the things that could just turn you into Anakin Skywalker or make you just give up. You know what I mean? And 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 it's that kind of stuff. And, and we don't mean to make light of these things, but people have to understand that this is what we face every day, no matter where you're at. And and this has happened in cities all across America. Uh, officer Preston wasn't unique that week for people that were gunned down either for being police officers. People attempted to kill somebody down here in Charleston on a traffic stop. You know, police officers have to deal with that. And it's some of the whole like, hey, you deserve this. But that all being said, um, we don't want to belabor that point. No. I want to get back to things that we should duly and respectfully uh, pay homage to our coworkers and people that have gone before us. And, and to her is, and her family. Right. Absolutely. This show is dedicated to her and her memory, obviously. Um, and anything we can do to move forward, we're going to hopefully talk to some people about this on upcoming episodes about what they know and why this case is just commensurate with what's happening in modern day law enforcement in cities in America everywhere. But for now, we're going to talk a little bit about Police Week because that's when this show is coming out. The 
Police Memorial Week. This was Scott's idea, by the oh, way. This is a really good I idea. I got a good Scott. one every once in a while, yeah, you know, yeah, I just no, say. All, all the time. And, and and for people who don't know, you know, they're about, this is the, the Law Enforcement Police Memorial Week, and there is uh, a National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial in Washington, D.C., and we want to just talk a little bit about that and what it is. I mean, it's somewhat self-explanatory, but um, for, the, for people who don't know, there is a large police officer memorial in D.C. It was dedicated back in October of 91, and it, it honors a lot of different uh, law enforcement officers, uh, federal, tribal, state, local law enforcement, all, all different members of the law enforcement community who have un- you know, unfortunately made the ultimate sacrifice. And now, and I, I had to look this up because I didn't really, I wasn't really sure. I've never been there myself yet. I will plan to be out there at some point, but um, I have yet to make the trip out there. But um, we're over 22,000 officers on that memorial now. And that's a lot of people. And granted, this is going back a long time. I believe the first one, first known death was 1786. So yeah, we're going way back. But um, that's a lot of names. That's a lot of names on that board. 22,000 officers killed in the line of duty. And and kind of to what Sean says, people sometimes say about us, oh, well, that's just, hey, you know, that's part of your job. That's what happens. It's okay. Well, you know, it, it doesn't make it any less uh, upsetting to the people who surround those people, to the, the, the police departments that lose those people, to the families that lose those people. So, um, just want to make and the community. Yeah. Well, yeah, the communities. Well, you know, I mean, like, the, like, the we, like we were just talking about, officer. right. I mean, uh, 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 people who are planned to dedicate their lives to a community, trying to make it a better place. And unfortunately have made that, that ultimate sacrifice. In 1962, president Kennedy signed into law under a joint act of Congress, uh, designating May 15th as Peace Officers Memorial Day. And the week that it falls on is when this all happens. And this is a big gathering for police officers. As usual, it took a while to catch on. Not until 1982 did they actually have an official ceremony that they can kind of point back that this really happened with. Um, and it happened in Senate Park. And it was about 120 people. Now what they say when, you know, up, as, as, up until COVID at least, and now it's cranking back up. So it'll be interesting to see this year. it be the first year we went back to do things live mm. in the last two years. Uh, gatherings anywhere between twenty five to forty five thousand people yeah. for police officers, and most of them are police officers, whatever. Yeah. But it's again, what did we say on other shows? The only time we ever get together is in tragedy, right. um, and 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 we we honor that uh, for that. But the biggest contributors to it are uh, you know the FOP, the Internal Order of Police, which I'm still a member of, Scott, even in a right to work oh, state. Did that's you know excellent. That? Working on 25 years. Yeah. It's, it's, I've been in the FOP longer than I've been married. And I've only been in one FOP. Actually. <laughs> I should say, I'm, kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, I've been in two, just like my marriages. Um, but um, the other the other folks is, uh, you know, Concerns for Police Survivors or COPS, as the acronym is known. Um, and the National Police Memorial Fund is a big supporter of that. But it's really nice. I never have been there. I'll be honest with you. My wife went to go to a ceremony in D.C. for her family. So it was really moving for her to go there and see the layout of it. And I'd recommend it to anybody because my wife was like, wow, I was so moved by that memorial. And uh, just like in law enforcement, the memorial is open 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It was dedicated in 1991 and designed largely by an architect, uh, David Buckley, who took a lot of inspiration from Michelangelo. It's great layout uh, with islands of grass, a beautiful terrace pool with that kind of recirculating water. And it's fittingly located in a location called Judiciary Square. 
At the entrance, there are two 2,500-pound bronze statues of adults, lions guarding their cubs. The statues were designed uh, and sculpted by a, a guy by the name of Raymond Caskey, and it symbolizes the protective role that law enforcement officers serve and convey the strength, courage, and valor that are often hallmarks of our work. Uh, you know, some of the inscriptions that are in there, which is kind of cool, they're carved into the granite. It's not how these officers died that made them heroes, but it's how they lived. And the famous quote from Tacitus of, in valor, there is hope. The names are engraved on stones throughout. They have tablets throughout there. And the exact number is 23,785. And names can be added as agencies find out about officers throughout. Like, as you can imagine, we don't have the money to have department historians. And the bigger departments maybe have some of those folks, but it's that not like one of those spots where you're like, yeah, well, we got to have the historian. Like when they're making cuts, I'm assuming the historian goes when you got guys that aren't manning but street corners. Right. My current agency is adding a name from the 1800s on there. Look. His name will actually be on there and you can go there just like the Vietnam Memorial. If you've ever seen that, you can go there and kind of get a piece of paper and rub over it and you can take that with name, you. Right. Well, in a lot of, a lot of police departments have what is called an honor guard. And those are people who do ceremonial type things for their agency. And so a lot of police departments will send people from their honor guard for that as well, because um, they do a variety of ceremonies and things there during that. So that is a big, it's kind of a big deal too for police departments that have those honor guards because it's it's an honor to be able to go there and participate in that. You see, again, it's based on funding and things like that. People are like, oh, you can send people to there. Well, if funding's available and staffing's available, you can send people. If you don't, these are the kind of things that will disconnect all of us from the profession, the greater profession, or can potentially. Like, if your agency's hurting for people like Chicago and you're down 4,000 people and you want to send a contingent of the honor guard, those are folks that may potentially, because it's a collateral, generally a collateral assignment, depending upon where you're at, that can't go because they have to take calls on the street. There's no disconnect. There's no greater, bigger picture. What do we talk about when you serve your fellow man. You want to know what the bigger picture means to that. I'm just this widget in this area and handling what I got around me, but I understand what it means in a lot of different places. And then some pl- sometimes like you go places where you're not appreciated as a police officer and you get to go places where you are and it may change your prerogative on what you're dealing with. If I only know this component of it, I come home and I'm like thinking, well, this must be the way it is for everybody. I get out there and I meet people that uh, have a lot of other experience, some worse, some better. It's a four-day event. Some of the events during Memorial Week involve the Law Enforcement Museum obviously being open every day. Um, The Attorney General will do a wreath laying. Various federal entities will do wreath rings. Speaker McCarthy will come uh, for the bike ride in. Uh, There's a National Police Canine Memorial. Um, There's a Police Unity Tour arrival. There's a cool game that's uh, played by the Washington Nationals and New York Mets that people got to attend this year. There's obviously the, the big candlelight visual, which is attended by most folks. You know, some of the other dates they've had, the Pipe Band Memorial organized by the National Conference of Emerald Societies, which we talked about the Irish Heritage episode. Um, And then there's also a COPS National Police Survivors Conference. And then the culmination of it is the Monday, May 15th, which is actually the police memorial day observed. There's a cool part of this ceremony, honor guards that Scott had referred to that participate throughout the country, get to do 10 minute watches throughout that day of the memorial. So it's kind of cool. It's like a changing of the guard. I think similar would be the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, but uh, as you're replaced, you're replaced by another agency and their honor guard throughout the country. It's kind of cool. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
But everybody that I've met that has gone to that and said, oh, I want to go back as soon as I possibly can. Some guys go as far as paying for it themselves because it means so much to them. And, it, you know, there's like, you know, everybody's swapping coins. They have tent city, which is a total different connotation. When you say tent city to cops, everybody's like, oh, geez, here we go. You know, it's usually something like. Uh, like Joe Arpaio. You know, there's a bunch of vendors, all sorts of really good stuff camaraderie wise. You get to meet people. Well, and this week overall, there's a lot of stuff going on with a lot of different police agencies. And I know um, here that uh, our agency, they have, we have a group, actually, it's a lot of spouses of officers that do things, you know, throughout the week, they provide some lunches. We've got some really nice businesses that donate some meals here on, you know, especially on different shifts for people that are working days, nights, weekends, all that stuff. Um, They do some different raffles and whatnot. And, and, and it is nice. I mean, I, I think generally still people appreciate what we do and I seem to get a lot of good feedback, even with things that have happened over the last couple of years. But it's, it is nice to hear those things from people during that week. And we do get a lot of good positive feedback from our communities too, which is always nice to hear. Um, Cause again, I don't think a lot of people maybe even necessarily know what it is. So that's, that's another one of those things. It's, it's important too, for police agencies out there to put that stuff on their social media, let people know that that's a big week. Cause it's something that, that we take serious. And when there's a lot of bad stuff going on, it's nice to hear that once in a while. Remember, you know, Hey, you know, a, a, a nice thank you here and there is always, is always appreciated. Yeah. And you'll notice this week uh, that if you were dealing with a police officer and there was a black band around the badge, it's, nationally uh we we do that a lot of chiefs will say for this week even though we weren't directly impacted by death um we're permitted to wear a black badge usually set by state like so uh when you had the officer in chicago that we mentioned earlier that was just killed most agencies in the state will half mast you know the, for their flags and also allow their officers to wear a black band you know not every single day every agency is impacted directly by death in every state but when that's permitted this week the black band around the badge is is consistent. So the community loses an officer. We all lose an officer, obviously, like that. But the idea of this is that uh, nationally, it's recognition for that. Um, and it was put in May because May is Memorial Day. It kicks off the summer. You know, like people I used to joke with people all the time. They come to say, hey, happy Memorial Day. I'm like, you're kind of missing the point. It's that word thing. Don't put the happy on the front. You'd be better off putting robot on the front of it. Hey, we're happy Robot Memorial Day. It's like, yeah, they, they fought so hard during the Clone Wars and they lost. Roger, Roger. Uh, but a Star Wars reference. Uh, but the idea of that is that, you know, uh, Memorial Day is to, you know, obviously it, there's a memorial. There's fights going on everywhere. Fight, battle, whether we are allowed to call it that or not. The fight against crime goes on. It's never going to go away. Just like when we think we solve wars with wars overseas, like we're going to solve problems. We don't. We remain in places for decades and decades on top of it in order to provide stability. And we honor our military that, like that outfit there. But you come into a neighborhood as a police officer and you got little kids that are giving you the finger. I mean, like folks need to get it together and understand what we're dealing with here. And, and we're dealing with this on our own soil. And people tell me right now, yeah, I really want to serve my community. I, I think I'm going to enlist and do whatever. Like, hey, good for you, man. That's a great idea. But you know where we really need you? We really need you here, right here in the United States. I don't need you in Djibouti drinking warm Coca-Cola. I need you here in the United States, like doing stuff for people in communities that you have. You can go into certain communities in this United States and you can find third world level stuff. I mean, you, yeah. you absolutely can. Depravity like you can't imagine. And police officers are needed just as much as soldiers. And both of these organizations, both whether it be law enforcement or the military, are hurting for numbers. I would say right now, let's focus on the bigger problem as Americans. We have a bigger problem here, I think, than anywhere else in the world that I know of um, that is an immediate threat 
to our, our future and law enforcement is it. So it's definitely, definitely something to consider and definitely something that, uh, you know, this week uh, commemorates. I mean, 23,000 people over hundreds of years, somebody might think that's a drop in a bucket, but do the work and you realize how impactful that can be for what we do. And, and, you know, and I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Do you? No, I don't. And if you want to, you know, see anything more about this, it's the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial. Their website is nleomf.org. If you want to learn any more about that and just kind of see what it's all about. Uh, no robot. No robot. No robot. I, took, I left no the robot, robot out of that. Left the robot out. <laughs> That's a different memorial. Trust robots or something. I don't know why. <laughs> C three PO and R two D two. All those robots. I, I like that. Robots I, yeah, we know. Gort. I like seventies robots. Seventies yeah, robots. robots are better. Yeah, seventies robots. Well, they were seventies robots. They were like disco robots. Right, disco robot. Uh, disco robots. <laughs> well, here, here and, it goes. C three PO. You just shifted gears. C three PO. He served openly way longer than everybody. He was a protocol droid, but I think everybody understood in a galaxy far, far away what CPO's deal was. How he claimed. I mean, although he's a robot, <laughs> I think he leaned one way specifically. How rude. I, that's not how I remember it. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, R2-D2 is a little more closeted about it, but, you know, there's whatever. It's different now. You know? It's very good. Disney's got it, and it's all going in that direction right. anyway. We're so we're, we're all good. Anyway. Um, but we thank you guys for listening today. We wanted to spend a little time talking about this. Uh, Chris, we miss you out there. You we're soon. thinking of you. And uh, hopefully to see you back here soon. Take care of business, man. God knows you need to. Uh, but if you need to get a hold of us for any reason, want to be a guest or have a question for the show, that you get moved to the front of the line. Scott and I just like by decree, it's just <laughs> right. ready to do that. Now, Chris could come back and say, now we're not doing no, that. No, we're not doing, we're not doing that. that anymore. But we're just going, all right, whatever. <laughs> uh, but you can get to the front of the line, put robot in front of the email that you sent. And we'll, we'll see that right away. We'll get you yeah, right to the front yeah. of the line with your ideas, topics, whatever we want to talk about. If you want to be a guest, it's the same thing. You can get a hold of us at our... Our Gmail account was just three cops talk at gmail.com. That's the number three cops talk at gmail.com. If you want to go back and look at any past episodes, guests that we've had, um, you can go to our website, which is www.3copstalk.com. It's the same number scheme. Um, if you want to share, like anywhere you get podcasts, that's a great way to do this. We'd really appreciate the support. We're getting a lot more feedback from people, getting a lot more listeners. Um, so we'd like to keep this going forward uh, in a non-traditional manner and policing. So please share this with your friends. Thanks again. Have a good week and thank your officers. Take care.